0: Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles with NTAR Real Estate and Investment Technologies. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic, turning bad news into good, what's happening with uh, real estate and technology. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We'll gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, now. So I woke up this morning pretty optimistic and then saw that KT had written an article on the LA Loft blog that I did not find very uh, did not find it very uh, positive. And uh, it was about homeless and typhoid problem is there's plenty of good news to write about, or I felt at the moment, uh, other topics to write about. Um, he copied something out of the Los Angeles Times, or he discussed an article about homelessness that I thought was, it was a lengthy article, but I thought it was nothing new. It added nothing new, and then he talked about how they have typhoid, which was nothing new, and there was no mention in the LA Times article about typhoid, so I don't know where he got that. I wrote an article about typhoid um, like uh, three years ago, and uh, then I wrote another one about uh, respiratory viruses and kind of predicted that a respiratory virus pandemic would would come up, epidemic, uh, just a few months before uh, it happened, or like right, right before it happened, because it started kind of in December of 2019, and I wrote that article on October 31st of 2019. I wrote one in 2018 and 2019 about typhoid and then about, uh, about uh, leprosy or something like that, uh, so anyway, um, there uh, I ended up being able to get into a positive frame of mind and work on our simple NFT generator. Some people want to be able to generate an NFT in a more simple way because if you look at the two most popular websites, they're not that simple to, to use. Um, because I have more knowledge than the average person about NFTs, and I find them to be, uh, ask, you know, several things that I don't know the answer to. And then when I try to look up the answer, I don't find any good answers. And when I look at their, uh, materials that explains it, I don't, I'm not liking the explanations that, that well. And, uh, having to answer like 10 different things that you don't know and then having to look up each one and then there's going to be one or two that you still don't really know how to deal with. So that's why I'm creating a simple NFT generator for myself and for other people to use. It's going to be inexpensive. It's going to cost $29 a month to allow you to generate up to... uh, That's less than just generating one NFT on on one of the popular websites will let you generate up to 12 For less than the price of one so it's It's easier cheaper uh, Gives you the same Important aspect which is to to connect Anything to the blockchain by letting you upload a picture of the thing, such as artwork or, in my case, a piece of real estate, adding in some information, description about it, and then giving you a number that is part of uh, the blockchain, is distributed, open source, easily verified, so anything can be authenticated, verified, and... um, Allows you to put real estate onto the blockchain. Allows you to put put a piece of artwork onto the blockchain, and therefore makes it easier to sell your artwork. It adds value because of the authentication ability, the and the trackability, the verifiability. So it allows you to do all that stuff: the authentication, verification of. Any type of collectible or any object or anything whatsoever. So, in the future, you know, they're working on the Internet of Things, IoT, Internet of Things, putting everything on the Internet. So, new refrigerators are on the Internet, telephones are on the Internet, videos, music. Uh, And it turns out that we've, I've learned, fortunately, one of the most important things I've learned recently, in my 50s, is the foundation of everything, which was about these, about particles. That everything was about a particle. Well, being human and being physical and tangible, our brains see things as objects as tangible, touchable objects, but we know that not everything is a tangible, touchable object. Not everything is, not everything important is a tangible object. We like to think of ourselves as being maybe the most important things ever in the universe. That is humans, which are these three-dimensional, very three-dimensional objects that are very tangible, touchable objects, but we know that not everything is, not everything important is such, including our our ideas. You cannot take an idea, hold it in your hand, Uh, time, you can have a watch, but the watch is just giving you an indication of time, the watch is not... Time itself, in a a, a manner of speaking it is, but time, there's lots of things that are intangible. Light, you can't uh, hold a pile of light in your hand, you can shine it on your hand, but light itself is not very three-dimensional and not very tangible or touchable. You can feel infrared light, it'll warm up your hand, but it's... Feeling as you're feeling your hand being interacting with the light. Uh, lots of other things. Um, the money in your checking account. You can take dollar bills. You can hold them, and they're very tangible. Kind of two-dimensional, but a little bit three-dimensional. But the money in your checking account, the mo- the money uh, on uh, your debit card, and so forth. The credit and your money that's in Bitcoin, that's not very money is pretty important. and these days most money is not tangible. Most of it is digits in a, in, in a computer. So not everything, I think we've established not everything important is, is very tangible or dimensional or made of particles. You could argue otherwise, but what I'm trying to say is it's not everything is overtly particles, tangible, physical. I are going can agree on that. So it turns out with studying physics, easy, simple, simplified physics, that everything is information. What we thought everything, the smallest particle or the smallest building block of everything is little physical objects. But scientists have known for many, many years that those ultimately get down to waves and maybe a lot of them have not admitted or because they know people won't, won't understand. I think some, t- some scientists maybe don't understand, but most of them clearly do, because they've described the basic foundation of, of things as waves, waves. Okay, well, what well, kind of what we know, that like radio waves, television signals, microwaves, those are things that you cannot hold in your hand. Those are definitely not v- very physical, they're very, not very three-dimensional they can't really see them very well um, you cannot see infrared waves you cannot see ultraviolet waves except you can see what they do or you can, sometimes you can see where they come from or where they end up but your brain has to construct things to help you to discern a medium-long light wave from a medium light wave from a medium-short light wave, and those are called colors, and that's a construction of your brain that assigns kind of a humanistic perception to these these light waves that allow you to help identify things and allow you to survive and reproduce and all this stuff that we're here for. So to make a long story short, what are those light waves? They have been described sometimes by scientists as particles. More recently, they've been described by a lot of scientists as a particle and a wave. That light is a particle and a wave, both. So, other scientists just say everything is a wave. So those are the ones that I tend to believe more for several reasons. Uh, And not only that, but more recently, more and more scientists are saying that those waves are, they're not physical. They're not particles, they're not tangible. Those waves are information. So the best way of describing the foundation of everything that is information, according to more and more scientists these days. And so I believe that for one thing, science Made pretty clear to me and to a lot of other people that, and to a lot of rocket scientists, a lot of top, top scientists, nuclear scientists, uh, mathematical, extremely top mathematical physicists. The more simple something is, the more it tends to be closer to the truth. The more simple something is, the more it tends to be closer to the foundation of everything and the basic of truth, like E equals mc squared. When they get in these very long, protracted equations that top mathematical physicists tend to deal with, they usually know that they need to break it down, they need to simplify it, they, gotta, that they know they have more work to do when they get these very long equations or these very long formulas. And then they break it down more, and then they uh, find something more valuable, a more basic and a more useful truth. Or basic and more useful um, formula, a more basic and a more useful equation, like e equals mc squared. Or, uh, you know, a lot of simple, like the formula for a circle, which is uh, pi something square root Forgot exactly what it is because I never use that equation, but it's a simple equation, it's an equation for a circle, for finding out the area of a circle. It's like something times pi squared, something real simple like that, something similar to that. So that's how we know when when we get to the, to the simple, and that helps normal people like you and you and I, normal people like you and me, people like me people like you and me that uh, the simple answer is easier. And so it's easier to go with, not just to go, but it's it's a simpler solution to say that everything is made up of information. Because when you get to particles, you really got to jump through more hoops and then you end up with, needing to simplify it into information waves of information and then they find out these even that information is not necessarily what we might call real the physicists, scientists are finding out that that information is more like probability or possibilities like a dream so everything is best described as kind of a dreamlike uh, reality of information waves and possibilities. But that is actually the best description of everything. There's a little car accident here. I don't see a major car accident. I see uh, a car that has a um, front corner damage I see no reason why somebody would be injured it's like on the bottom front corner of the car I think someone's probably going to the hospital just to get more insurance money is what I suspect it's only about a 25 mile an hour 30 mile an hour Collision. Is there, a Is, there... Is there what? Was there a crash? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm able to pass through or not. It's like... You don't know if you should pass them? Yeah. I think you should pass them slowly and carefully. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, giving my legal advice to this young man who wasn't sure if he should pass up this group of cars and ambulances, it looks like he took my advice and went by them slowly and carefully. They're not blocking that much of the road. Uh, They're blocking less than, there's just only one lane on each side. They're blocking not even the full, they're not even blocking one side one full side of the the road, so he has basically one and a half full lanes to drive by, and that is certainly legal to do so. So that's what most people are going to do, and that's what he just did. So the reason why we're talking about this information basis of everything is not only is it a fun topic to think about, for me anyway, for a lot of people, and, but it does relate to real estate. Certainly relates to technology, particularly information technology, which is, I have a pretty extensive background in that. And it relates to, definitely to digitizing real stuff like real estate. Yesterday I saw I looked at I don't know if I looked at all of them. I looked at two or three virtual real estate websites. I think I still have to look at closely at one or two more of them. So one guy who is into similar things, a youtuber who told us about those four real estate websites. He actually told us about three or four of them and there's still one more. There's more actually more than just one more. There's several now video game websites that are kind of offering virtual real estate. And they also have like virtual the spaceships that you could buy using real dollars for a video game spaceship. That's been around a while. So they're expanding that because it's successful. People like it. Turns out that if you offer virtual real estate, and then some of them are linking that virtual real estate. They're taking real real estate or maps and then just selling. One of them was just selling these squares on a map. So if you want to choose all the squares that make up Uh, the building where I live, Alta Lofts, where I live and work, the home of the LA Lofts blog, Alta Lofts, on their grid, you gotta buy about 44 little squares of space. So our one building, plus the parking garage, plus the sidewalks, and it extends partially into the street, was about 44 squares to make sure you get all of it. And for that 44 squares of virtual, just pictures on their map, they wanted about $400. I think it was almost $10 per little square. And each square was maybe 10 by 10, 20 by 20 maybe 20 feet by 20 feet, maybe 30 feet by 30 feet, 20 feet by probably 20 feet by 20 feet roughly for each little square. Multiply that times 44, that gives you our our building and the parking garage and the sidewalk around it and a little bit of the street as well. So is that worth it to buy that on uh, someone's map for about almost $400? I think it was. Uh, maybe. And Guess what? I bought. Decided to buy one square. The reason I bought one square is because it was pretty easy and cheap. It was about oh, it was about seven dollars per square. So I bought one square about seven dollars. And I bought the square that was right over. Loft at all Lofts, and uh, if it was just my loft, I would tell you the unit number. I'm not afraid of stalkers or whatever, but I, I live with someone else who who he doesn't like being quite as public as ultra public like I am. To me, being ultra public has been certainly more benefit than, than harm but you have to be it's not worth it to be ultra public unless you benefit from that like if you're a real estate agent or something else so now I own that one little square I forgot the website that that, that was on <laughs> the virtual real estate website that that was on but I'll talk more about that in the future. So that's our day today. So we create we're halfway done with this real estate NFT generator that we're gonna use. So because when we we found that we needed something easier, cheaper than uh than some of those other solutions. Easier and cheaper than I think it was open seas that was one of those was a little bit a little bit pricey all right so you should be able to use that yourself hopefully within a few days to, to turn something into an nft or we're gonna have a little nft uh, sort of list I suspect it'll mostly be real estate, real estate NFTs. And so the moral of the story regarding the information and real estate, physical real estate, is that as we find out that everything is information, information is the the foundation of everything, we're already finding and we're going to find out even more and more and more That we can do a lot more with digital real estate, a lot more with virtual real estate, a lot more with digital everything, and do more with the physical versions of everything when it is tokenized, digitized, and connected to the blockchain one thing is for sure, you can absolutely track and verify and authenticate physical objects much better when it is on the blockchain. So that's, uh, that's what you can do with blockchain and real estate and just about everything else. As I mentioned earlier, a property information packet is available on any loft, condo or house. Or private preview is available upon request. Call 213-880-9910. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. We'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye.